section ten of the natural history volume six this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the natural history volume six by pliny the elder translated by john bostock and henry thomas riley section ten book twenty eight chapters eight to twenty three chapter eight remedies derived from the wax of the human ear the human bite is also looked upon as one of the most dangerous of all the proper remedy for it is human ear-wax a thing that we must not be surprised at seeing that if applied immediately it is a cure for the stings of scorpions even and serpents the best however for this purpose is that taken from the ears of the wounded person agnails too it is said may be cured in a similar manner a human tooth reduced to powder is a cure they say for the sting of a serpent chapter nine remedies derived from the human hair teeth etc the first hair it is said that is cut from an infant's head and in fact the hair of all persons that have not reached the age of puberty attached to the limbs will modify the attacks of gout a man's hair applied with vinegar is a cure for the bite of a dog and is used with oil or wine for wounds on the head it is said too if we choose to believe it that the hair of a man torn down from the cross is good for quartan fevers ashes too of burnt human hair are curative of carcinomata if a woman takes the first tooth that a child is shed provided it has not touched the ground and has it set in a bracelet and wears it constantly upon her arm it will preserve her from all pains in the uterus and adjacent parts if the great toe is tied fast to the one next to it it will reduce tumours in the groin and if the two middle fingers of the right hand are slightly bound together with a linen thread it will act as a preservative against catarrhs and ophthalmia a stone it is said that has been voided by a patient suffering from calculi if attached to the body above the pubes will alleviate the pains of others similarly afflicted as well as pains in the liver it will have the effect also of facilitating delivery granius adds however that for this last purpose the stone will be more efficacious if it has been extracted with the knife delivery when near at hand will be accelerated if the man by whom the woman has conceived unties his girdle and after tying it round her unties it adding at the same time this formula i have tied it and i will untie it and then taking his departure chapter ten remedies derived from the human blood the sexual congress etc the blood of the human body comes from what part it may is most efficacious according to orpheus and archelaus as an application for quinsy they say too that if it is applied to the mouth of a person who has fallen down in a fit of epilepsy he will come to himself immediately some say that for epilepsy the great toes should be pricked and the drops of blood that exude therefrom applied to the face or else that a virgin should touch the patient with her right thumb a circumstance that has led to the belief 
that persons suffering from epilepsy should eat the flesh of animals in a virgin state Achinus of athens used to cure quinsy carcinoma and defections of the tonsillary glands and uvula with the ashes of burnt excrements a mendicament to which he gave the name of botryon there are many kinds of diseases which disappear entirely after the first sexual congress or in the case of females at the first appearance of menstruation indeed if such is not the case they are apt to become chronic epilepsy in particular even more than this a man it is said who has been stung by a serpent or scorpion experiences relief from the sexual congress but the woman on the other hand is sensible of detriment we are assured too that if persons when washing their feet touch the eyes three times with the water they will never be subject to ophthalmia or other diseases of the eyes chapter eleven remedies derived from the dead scrofula impostumes of the parotid glands and throat diseases they say may be cured by the contact of the hand of a person who has been carried off by an early death indeed there are some who assert that any dead body will produce the same effect provided it is of the same sex as the patient and that the part affected is touched with the back of the left hand to bite off a piece from wood that has been struck by lightning the hands being held behind the back and then to apply it to the tooth is a sure remedy they say for toothache some persons recommend the tooth to be fumigated with the smoke of a burnt tooth which has belonged to another person of the same sex or else to attach to the person a dog tooth as it is called which has been extracted from a body before burial earth they say taken from out of a human skull acts as a depilatory to the eyelashes it is asserted also that any plant which may happen to have grown there if chewed will cause the teeth to come out and that if a circle is traced round an ulcer with a human bone it will be effectually prevented from spreading some persons again mix water in equal proportions from three different wells and after making a libation with part of it in a new earthen vessel administer the rest to patients suffering from tertian fever when the paroxysms come out so too in cases of quartan fever they take a fragment of a nail from a cross or else a piece of a halter that has been used for crucifixion and after wrapping it in wool attach it to the patient's neck taking care the moment he has recovered to conceal it in some hole to which the light of the sun cannot penetrate chapter twelve various reveries and devices of the magicians the following are some of the reveries of magic a whetstone upon which iron tools have been frequently sharpened if put without his being aware of it beneath the pillow of a person sinking under the effects of poison will make him give evidence and declare what poison has been administered and at what time and place though at the same time he will not disclose the author of the crime when a person has been struck by lightning if the body is turned upon the side which has sustained the injury he will instantly recover the power of speech that is quite certain for the cure of inguinal tumors some persons take the thrum of an old web and after tying seven or nine knots in it mentioning at each knot the name of some widow woman or other attach it to the part affected to assuage the pain of a wound they recommend the party to take a nail or any other substance that has been trodden under foot and to wear it attached to the body with the thrum of a web to get rid of warts some lie 
in a footpath with the face upwards when the moon is twenty days old at least and after fixing their gaze upon it extend their arms above the head and rub themselves with anything within their reach if a person is extracting a corn at the moment that a star shoots he will experience an immediate cure they say by pouring vinegar upon the hinges of a door a thick liniment is formed which applied to the forehead will alleviate headache in effect equally produced we are told by binding the temples with the halter with which a man has been hanged when a fishbone happens to stick in the throat it will go down immediately if the person plunges his feet into cold water but where the accident has happened with any other kind of bone the proper remedy is to apply to the head some fragments of bones taken from the same dish in cases where bread has stuck in the throat the best plan is to take some of the same bread and insert it in both ears chapter thirteen remedies derived from the human excretions in greece where everything is turned to account the owners of the gymnasia have introduced the very excretions even of the human body among the most efficient remedies so much so indeed that the scrapings from the bodies of the athletes are looked upon as possessed of certain properties of an emollient calorific resolvent and expletive nature resulting from the compound of human sweat and oil these scrapings are used in the form of a pessary for inflammations and contractions of the uterus similarly employed they act as an emmenagog and are useful for reducing condylomata and inflammations of the rectum as also for assuaging pains in the sinews sprains and nodicities of the joints the scrapings obtained from the baths are still more efficacious for these purposes and hence it is that they form an ingredient in maturative preparations such scrapings are as are impregnated with wrestler's oil used in combination with mud have a mollifying effect upon the joints and are more particularly efficacious as a calorific and resolvent but in other respects their properties are not so strongly developed the shameless and disgusting researches that have been made will quite transcend all belief when we find authors of the very highest repute proclaiming aloud that the male seminal fluid is a sovereign remedy for the sting of the scorpion in the case too of women afflicted with sterility they recommend the application of a pessary made of the first excrement that is voided by an infant at the moment of its birth the name they give it is meconium they have even gone so far too as to scrape the very filth from off the walls of the gymnasia and to assert that this is also possessed of certain calorific properties these scrapings are used as a resolvent for inflamed tumours and are applied topically to ulcers upon aged people and children and to excoriations and burns chapter fourteen remedies depending upon the human will it would be the less becoming then for me to omit all mention of the remedies which depend upon the human will total abstinence from food or drink or from wine only from flesh or from the use of the bath in cases where the health requires any of these expedients is looked upon as one of the most effectual modes of treating diseases to this class of remedies must be added bodily exercise exertion of the voice anointings and frictions according to a prescribed method for powerful friction it should be remembered has a binding effect upon the body while gentle friction on the other hand acts as a laxative so too repeated friction reduces the body 
well used in moderation it has a tendency to make flesh but the most beneficial practice of all is to take walking or carriage exercise this last being performed in various ways exercise on horseback is extremely good for affections of the stomach and hips a voyage for phthisis and a change of locality for diseases of long standing so too a cure may sometimes be effected by sleep by a recumbent position in bed or by the use of emetics in moderation to lie upon the back is beneficial to the sight to lie with the face downwards is good for a cough and to lie on the side is recommended for patients suffering from catarrh according to aristotle and fabianus it is towards spring and autumn that we are most apt to dream and they tell us that persons are most liable to do so when lying on the back but never when lying with the face downwards theophrastus assures us that the digestion is accelerated by lying on the right side while on the other hand it is retarded by lying with the face upwards the most powerful however of all remedies and one which is always at a person's own command is the sun violent friction too is useful by the agency of linen towels and body scrapers to pour warm water on the head before taking the vapour bath and cold water after it is looked upon as a most beneficial practice so too is the habit of taking cold water before food of drinking it every now and then while eating of taking it just before going to sleep and if practicable of waking every now and then and taking a draught it is worthy also of remark that there is no living creature but man that is fond of hot drinks a proof that they are contrary to nature it has been ascertained by experiment that it is a good plan to rinse the mouth with undiluted wine before going to sleep for the purpose of sweetening the breath to rinse the mouth with cold water an odd number of times every morning as a preservative against toothache and to wash the eyes with oxirate as a preventive of ophthalmia it has been remarked also that the general health is improved by a varying regimen subject to no fixed rules five hippocrates informs us that the viscera of persons who do not take the morning meal become prematurely aged and feeble but then he has pronounced this aphorism it must be remembered by way of suggesting a healthful regimen and not to promote gluttony for moderation in diet is after all the thing most conducive to health l lucullus gave charge to one of his slaves to overlook him in this respect and a thing that reflected the highest discredit on him when now an aged man and laden with triumphs he was feasting in the capital even his hand had to be removed from the dish to which he was about to help himself surely it was a disgrace for a man to be governed by his own slave more easily than by himself chapter fifteen six remedies derived from sneezing sneezing provoked by a feather relieves heaviness in the head it is said too that to touch the nostrils of a mule with the lips will arrest sneezing and hiccup for this last purpose varro recommends us to scratch the palm first of one hand and then of the other while many say that it is a good plan to shift the ring from off the left hand to the longest finger of the right and then to plunge the hands into hot water theophrastus says that aged persons sneeze with greater difficulty than others chapter sixteen remedies derived from the sexual congress democritus spoke in condemnation of the sexual congress as being merely an act through which one human being springs from another and really by hercules the more rarely it is used the better still however athletes we find when they become dull and heavy are re-established by it the voice too is restored by it 
when from being perfectly clear it is degenerated into hoarseness the congress of the sexes is a cure also for pains in the loins dimness of the eyesight alienation of the mental difficulties and melancholy chapter seventeen various other remedies to sit by a pregnant woman or by a person to whom any remedy is being administered with the fingers of one hand inserted between those of the other acts as a magic spell a discovery that was made it is said when alcmena was delivered of hercules if the fingers are thus joined clasping one or both knees or if the ham of one leg is first put upon the knee of the other and then changed about the omen is of still worse signification hence it is that in councils held by generals and persons in authority our ancestors forbade these postures as being an impediment to all business they have given a similar prohibition also with reference to sacrifices and the offering of public vows but as to the usage of uncovering the head in presence of the magistrates that has been enjoined varro says not as a mark of respect but with a view to health the head being strengthened by the practice of keeping it uncovered when anything is got into the eye it is a good plan to close the other and when water has got into the right ear the person should hop about on the left foot with the head reclining upon the right shoulder the reverse being done when the same has happened to the left ear if the secretion of the phlegm produces coughing the best way of stopping it is for another person to blow in the party's face when the uvula is relaxed another person should take the patient with his teeth by the crown and lift him from the ground well for pains in the neck the hams should be rubbed and for pains in the hams the neck if a person is seized in bed with cramp in the sinews of the legs or thighs he should set his feet upon the ground so too if he has cramp on the left side he should take hold of the great toe of the left foot with the right hand and if on the right angle the great toe of the right foot with the left hand for cold shiverings or for excessive bleeding at the nostrils the extremities of the body should be well rubbed with sheep's wool to arrest incontinence of urine the extremities of the generative organs should be tied with a thread of linen or papyrus and a binding passed round the middle of the thigh for derangement of the stomach it is a good plan to press the feet together or to plunge the hands into hot water in addition to all this in many cases it is found highly beneficial to speak but little thus for instance Messinus melissus we are told enjoined silence on himself for three years in consequence of spitting blood after a convulsive fit when a person is thrown from a carriage or when while mounting an elevation or line extended at full length he is menaced with any accident or if he receives a blow it is singularly beneficial to hold the breath a discovery for which we are indebted to an animal as already stated to thrust an iron nail into the spot where a person's head lay at the moment he was seized with a fit of epilepsy is said to have the effect of curing him of that disease for pains in the kidneys loins or bladder it is considered highly soothing to void the urine lying on the face at full length in a reclining bath it is quite surprising how much more speedily wounds will heal if they are bound up and tied with the hercules knot indeed it is said that if the girdle which we wear every day is tied with a knot of this description it will be productive of certain beneficial effects hercules having been the first to discover the fact demetrius in the treatise which he has compiled upon the number four alleges certain reasons why drink should never be taken in proportions of four chi or sextarii 
as a preventive of ophthalmia it is a good plan to rub the parts behind the ears and as a cure for watery eyes to rub the forehead as to the presages which are derived from man himself there is one to the effect that so long as a person is able to see himself reflected in the pupil of the patient's eye there need be no apprehension of a fatal termination to the malady chapter eighteen remedies derived from the urine the urine too has been the subject not only of numerous theories with authors but of various religious observances as well its properties being classified under several distinctive heads thus for instance the urine of eunuchs they say is highly beneficial as a promoter of fruitfulness in females but to turn to those remedies which we may be allowed to name without impropriety the urine of children who have not arrived at puberty is a sovereign remedy for the poisonous secretions of the asp known as the petias from the fact that it spits its venom into the eyes of human beings it is good too for the cure of albugo films and marks upon the eyes white specks upon the pupils and maladies of the eyelids in combination with meal of fitches it is used for the cure of burns and with a head of bulbed leek it is boiled down to one-half in a new earthen vessel for the treatment of suppurations of the ears or the extermination of worms bleeding in those organs the vapour too of this decoction acts as an amenagogue salpi recommends that the eyes should be fomented with it as a means of strengthening the sight and that it should be used as a liniment for sun scorches in combination with white of egg that of the ostrich being the most effectual the application being kept on for a couple of hours urine is also used for taking out ink spots male urine cures gout witness the fullers for instance who for this reason it is said are never troubled with that disease with stale urine some mix ashes of calcined oyster shells for the cure of eruptions on the bodies of infants and all kinds of running ulcers it is used too as a liniment for corrosive sores burns diseases of the rectum chaps upon the body and stings inflicted by scorpions the most celebrated midwives have pronounced that there is no lotion which removes itching sensations more effectually and with the addition of nitre they prescribe it for the cure of ulcers of the head parago and cancerous sores those of the generative organs in particular but the fact is and there is no impropriety in saying so that every person's own urine is the best for his own case due care being taken to apply it immediately and unmixed with anything else in such cases as the bite of a dog for instance or the quill of a hedgehog entering the flesh a sponge or some wool being the vehicle in which it is applied kneaded up with ashes it is good for the bite of a mad dog and for the cure of stings inflicted by serpents as to the bite of the scolopendra the effects of urine are said to be quite marvellous the person who has been injured has only to touch the crown of his head with a drop of his own urine and he will experience an instantaneous cure chapter nineteen indications of health derived from the urine certain indications of the health are furnished by the urine thus for example if it is white at first in the morning and afterwards high-coloured the first signifies that the digestion is going on the last that it is completed when the urine is red it is a bad sign but when it is swarthy it is the worst sign of all so too when it is thick or full of bubbles it is a bad sign and when a white sediment forms it is a symptom of pains in the region of the viscera or in the joints a green-coloured urine is indicative of disease of the viscera a pale urine of biliousness and a red urine of some distemper in the blood 
the urine is in a bad state too when certain objects form in it like bran or fine clouds in appearance a thin white urine also is in a diseased state but when it is thick and possessed of an offensive smell it is significant of approaching death so too when with children it is thin and watery the adepts in magic expressly forbid a person when about to make water to uncover the body in the face of the sun or moon or to sprinkle with his urine the shadow of any object whatsoever hesiod gives a precept recommending persons to make water against an object standing full before him that no divinity may be offended by their nakedness being uncovered osthenes maintains that every one who drops some urine upon his foot in the morning will be proof against all noxious mendicaments chapter twenty seven forty one remedies derived from the female sex the remedies said to be derived from the bodies of females closely approach the marvellous nature of prodigies to say nothing of stillborn infants cut up limb by limb for the most abominable practices expiations made with the menstrual discharge and other devices which have been mentioned not only by midwives but by harlots even as well the smell of a woman's hair burnt will drive away serpents and hysterical suffocations it is said may be dispelled thereby the ashes of a woman's hair burnt in an earthen vessel or used in combination with litharge will cure eruptions and perigo of the eyes used in combination with honey they will remove warts and ulcers upon infants with the addition of honey and frankincense they will heal wounds upon the head and fill up all concavities left by corrosive ulcers used with hog's lard they will cure inflammatory tumours and gout and applied topically to the part affected they will arrest erysipelas and hemorrhage and remove itching pimples on the body which resemble the stings of ants chapter twenty one remedies derived from woman's milk as to the uses to which woman's milk has been applied it is generally agreed that it is the sweetest and the most delicate of all and that it is the best of remedies for chronic fevers and keliac affections when the woman has just weaned her infant more particularly in cases too of sickness at stomach fevers and gnawing sensations it has been found by experience to be highly beneficial as also in combination with frankincense for abscesses of the mammalia when the eyes are bloodshot from the effects of a blow or affected with pain or defluxion it is a very good plan to inject woman's milk into them more particularly in combination with honey and juice of daffodil or else powdered frankincense in all cases however the milk of a woman who has been delivered of a male child is the most efficacious and still more so if she has had male twins provided always she abstains from wine and food of an acrid nature mixed with the white of an egg in a liquid state and applied to the forehead in wool it arrests defluxions of the eyes if a frog has spurted its secretions into the eye woman's milk is a most excellent remedy and for the bite of that reptile it is used both internally and externally it is asserted that if a person is rubbed at the same moment with the milk of both mother and daughter he will be proof for the rest of his life against all affections of the eyes mixed with a small quantity of oil woman's milk is a cure for diseases of the ears and if they are in pain from the effects of a blow it is applied warm with goose grease if the ears emit an offensive smell a thing that is mostly the case in diseases of long standing wool is introduced into those organs steeped in woman's milk and honey while symptoms of jaundice are still visible in the eyes woman's milk is injected in combination with elaterium 
taken as a drink it is productive of singularly good effects where the poison of the sea hare the buprestis or as aristotle tells us the plant dorycnium has been administered as a preventive also of the madness produced by taking henbane woman's milk also mixed with hemlock is recommended as a liniment for gout while some there are who employ it for the purpose in combination with wool grease or goose grease a form in which it is used as an application for pains in the uterus taken as a drink it arrests diarrhoea rabarius says and acts as an emenagogue but where the woman has been delivered of a female child her milk is of use only for the cure of face diseases woman's milk is also a cure for affections of the lungs and mixed with the urine of a youth who has not arrived at puberty and added honey in the proportion of one spoonful of each it removes singing in the ears i find dogs which have once tasted the milk of a woman who has been delivered of a male child will never become mad they say chapter twenty two remedies derived from the spittle of females a woman's fasting spittle is generally considered highly efficacious for bloodshot eyes it is good also for deflections of those organs the inflamed corners of the eyes being moistened with it every now and then the result too is still more successful if the woman has abstained from food and wine the day before i find it stated that headache may be alleviated by tying a woman's fillet round the head chapter twenty three facts connected with the menstrual discharge over and above these particulars there is no limit to the marvellous powers attributed to females for in the first place hailstorms they say whirlwinds and lightning even will be scared away by a woman uncovering her body while her monthly courses are upon her the same too with all other kinds of tempestuous weather and out at sea a storm may be lulled by a woman uncovering her body merely even though not menstruating at the time as to the menstrual discharge itself a thing that in other respects as already stated on a more appropriate occasion is productive of the most monstrous effects there are some ravings about it of a most dreadful and unutterable nature of these particulars however i do not feel so much shocked at mentioning the following if the menstrual discharge coincides with an eclipse of the moon or sun the evils resulting from it are irremediable and no less so when it happens while the moon is in conjunction with the sun the congress with a woman at such a period being noxious and attended with fatal effects to the man at this period also the lustre of purple is tarnished by the touch of a woman so much more baneful is her influence at this time than at any other at any other time also if a woman strips herself naked while she is menstruating and walks round a field of wheat the caterpillars worms beetles and other vermin will fall from off the ears of corn metrodorus of skepsos tells us that the discovery was first made in cappadocia and that in consequence of such multitudes of catharides being found to breed there it is the practice for women to walk through the middle of the fields with their garments tucked up above the thighs in other places again it is the usage for women to go barefoot with the hair dishevelled and the girdle loose due precaution must be taken however that this is not done at sunrise for if so the crop will wither and dry up young vines too it is said are injured irremediably by the touch of a woman in this state and both rue and ivy plants possessed of highly medicinal virtues will die instantly upon being touched by her much as i have already stated on the virulent effects of this discharge i have to state in addition that bees for it is a well-known fact 
will forsake their hives if touched by a menstruous woman that linen boiling in the cauldron will turn black that the edge of a razor will become blunted and that copper vessels will contract a fetid smell and become covered with verdigris on coming in contact with her a mare big with foal if touched by a woman in this state will be sure to miscarry nay even more than this at the very sight of a woman though seen at a distance even she happened to be menstruating for the first time after the loss of her virginity or for the first time while in a state of virginity the bitumen that is found in judea will yield to nothing but the menstrual discharge its tenacity being overcome as already stated by the agency of a thread from a garment which has been brought in contact with this fluid fire itself even an element which triumphs over every other substance is unable to conquer this for if reduced to ashes and then sprinkled upon garments when about to be scoured it will change their purple tint and tarnish the brightness of the colours indeed so pernicious are its properties that women themselves the source from which it is derived are far from being proof against its effects a pregnant woman for instance if touched with it or indeed if she so much as steps over it will be liable to miscarry laius and elephantus have given statements quite at variance on the subject of abortives they mention the efficacy for the purpose of charcoal of cabbage root myrtle root or tamarisk root quenched in the menstrual discharge they say that she asses will be barren for as many years as they have eaten barley corns steeped in this fluid and they have enumerated various other monstrous and irreconcilable properties the one telling us for instance that fruitfulness may be ensured by the very same methods which according to the statement of the other are productive of barrenness to all which stories it is the best plan to refuse credit altogether Bithus of Durrechim informs us that a mirror which has been tarnished by the gaze of a menstruous female will recover its brightness if the same woman looks steadily upon the back of it he states also that all evil influences of this nature will be entirely neutralized if the woman carries the fish known as the sir mullet about her person on the other hand again many writers say that baneful as it is there are certain remedial properties in this fluid that it is a good plan for instance to use it as a topical application for gout and that women while menstruating can give relief by touching scrofulous sores and imposthumes of the parotid glands inflamed tumors erypsilis boils and tubefluxions of the eyes according to laius and salpi the bite of a mad dog as well as tertian or quartan fevers may be cured by putting some menstruous blood in the wool of a black ram and enclosing it in a silver bracelet and we learn from diotemus of thebes that the smallest portion will suffice of any kind of cloth that has been stained therewith a thread even if inserted and worn in a bracelet the midwife sotira informs us that the most efficient cure for tertian and quartan fevers is to rub the soles of the patient's feet therewith the result being still more successful if the operation is performed by the woman herself without the patient being aware of it she says too that this is an excellent method for reviving persons when attacked with epilepsy isotides the physician pledges his word that quartan fever may be cured by sexual intercourse provided the woman is just beginning to menstruate it is universally agreed too that when a person has been bitten by a dog and manifests a dread of water and of all kinds of drink it will be quite sufficient to put upon his cup a strip of cloth that has been dipped in this fluid 
the result being that the hydrophobia will immediately disappear this arises no doubt from that powerful sympathy which has been so much spoken of by the greeks and the existence of which is proved by the fact already mentioned that dogs become mad upon tasting this fluid it is a well-known fact too that the menstruous discharge reduced to ashes and applied with furnace soot and wax is a cure for ulcers upon all kinds of beasts of burden and that stains made upon a garment with it can only be removed by the agency of the urine of the same female equally certain it is too that this fluid reduced to ashes and mixed with oil of roses is very useful applied to the forehead for allaying headache in women more particularly as also that the nature of the discharge is most virulent in females whose virginity has been destroyed solely by the lapse of time another thing universally acknowledged and one which i am ready to believe with the greatest pleasure is the fact that if the door-posts are only touched with the menstrual fluid all spells of the magicians will be neutralized a set of men the most lying in existence as any one may ascertain i will give an example of one of the most reasonable of their prescriptions take the parings of the toenails and fingernails of a sick person and mix them up with wax the party saying that he is seeking a remedy for a tertian quartan or quotidian fever as the case may be then stick this wax before sunrise upon the door of another person such is the prescription they give for these diseases what deceitful persons they must be if there is no truth in it and how highly criminal if they really do thus transfer diseases from one person to another some of them again whose practices are of a less guilty nature recommend that the parings of all the finger-nails should be thrown at the entrance of ant-holes the first ant to be taken which attempts to draw one into the hole this they say must be attached to the neck of the patient and he will experience a speedy cure End of section ten